All right, welcome in everybody to the sixth character introduction episode of Seven in the Seifer Chronicles podcast series. In this series, I'm planning on retelling some of the greatest stories in the detailed history of the Seifer family. Each week, I plan to bring on a different sibling or parent with the goal of recounting a singular story that is either important, funny, or simply interesting. Before we get into the series, I am introducing each of the seven members of the Seifer family. Through some introductory questions, I hope you will understand the characters who will participate in this podcast in greater detail. I hope this brings context and background to the stories that will be told. Without further ado, I can't wait to have on the second of my two lovely parents, Shane. So, Dad, how are you? Doing great, Blaze. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So You've done you a great s- job with the room up here. Oh, I appreciate it. It's all decked out. Um, a lot of Middlebury. A lot of dark uh, Middlebury blue. Oh, yes. Panthers. Great. Best color there is. Um, so you told me you're, you're not nervous. I mean, everyone else said they're kind of nervous to go on. No nervous flowing through you? Being, no, being, being around you makes me feel very Oh, that's great, Dad. Okay. All right, well, then let's jump right in. Um, the last episode I did, Mom, Mom's episode, was over 10 minutes more than any other episode I'd recorded. Um, I'm guessing yours won't be as long, but uh, I definitely want to try to keep it around 30 minutes max. Mom was like 35, 36, which is no surprise. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Talking about birth, you came into this world, Shane Winfield Seifer, great last name, by the way. Um, why don't you tell me the date, time, and location of your birth? So I was born March 11, 1969. I okay. was born just after one o'clock in the morning uh-huh. at Miami Valley Hospital in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Um, and what does that put you at for age? 51. Okay, how are you feeling about how are you feeling about fifty one? Fifty one's been a great age. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think aging really bothers me a whole lot. Okay. Yeah, because kind of like you know, families. That means the kids are getting older, and uh-huh. it's been a sort of joy, sort of watching you guys all grow too. So it's that's good. Part of the deal. All right. Um, and now hit me with your height, weight, eye color, and skin tone. I I am five ten. So, uh, so same taller, as me. T- taller than Blaze. <laughs> taller than you. I am about a buck seventy, 170 pounds. All right. My eye color is hazel. I don't know what you'd say my skin tone. It's not. Well, it's not, I mean, we're not, all Caucasian, but like, how, how, I mean, you're probably like intermediate. I'm intermediate. I'm not like Deco. Ainsley's dark, really I'm not, pale. I'm Deco's not pale very like olive. Ainsley. So yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle, sort of a. Okay. All right, let's jump right into the about section um, to what I'm guessing is going to be a favorite category of yours music. Definitely something. Um, that's trickled down to me, one of my favorite things. Um, let's start with genre. Do you have a favorite genre? Well, I, I guess I would say 80s music. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that that decade. It was kind of, I came of age in the 80s yeah. in high school. Mom said 70s disco. Do you like 70s disco? Would you turn that on on a Friday night? Uh, as long as it's got a good beat to it. Okay. I, I, th- I, I think that's what I like even beyond the 80s now. I, I like things that have just a good beat, like an upbeat you know. So rap, I mean, rap, rap's got some good beats, right? Some, some, yeah, I like some rap. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> Do you have I a like favorite rapper? Uh, used to, he used to play Eminem in the car. I used to like Eminem. I, I mean, I think, what, often what he says is, I think what he says is often very deplorable, but yeah. I love just the sound of what he's, you know. I yeah. don't like what he's actually saying. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the beat and the uh-huh. and that. So, uh, yeah, I like. I used to like a lot of Snoop Dogg okay. back in the early 90s. Snoopy, yeah. Cool. Um, but again, he's and Dr. Dre and uh-huh. and you've so. been listening to country. You like country music so, yeah, too. I'm again, not saying it has to be your favorite, but you enjoy it. No, I definitely do. I mean, I think there's a lot of crossover with um, that into pop. Yeah, um, it's, it's becoming just, country pop these days. It's just uh, again, it's an upbeat. It's a fun. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tap your toe to it. That's the kind of music. That yeah, I like. I'm not a big fan of like the ballads, the slower stuff. I, or do you like? I mean, I Kenny Chesney's I, got some of the slower I do. songs. I, I don't mean, like, but even, apparently you do. Even it gets back even to like Jimmy Buffett. So yeah. Buffett has a lot of ballads, which I, you know. So I think that's probably something that you get into a little bit more as you age. Yeah, get yeah. A little bit older, you like you know some chill stuff as well. Yeah, but no, I don't mind a good ballad. Okay. Um, do you think you will share the same favorite artist as mom? Do you think she she's gonna she said what you're gonna say? Uh, I don't know. Well, what do you, what's your favorite artist? I guess I'd still say with Dave Matthews. Band. Okay, mom said that. So well, that's there good because go. that, <laughs> that was our first date. Yeah, we went to a concert and Uncle Joe and Aunt Wendy did not end up going. So it was wasn't intended to be a date, but it ended up being sort of a first uh-huh. date. So uh-huh. and we that was a song we sang to at our wedding. Yeah, mom was telling me what's the name of the song you sang your wedding song? Uh, Lover Lay Down. Okay, and mom and I were talking a little bit about that. Um, yep. Is that your favorite song? In this world, um, yeah, I mean, I think it has the most meaning, to, you know, most meaning to me. Yeah, um, um, you definitely like your U two though too. 
Like, Love you, too. Just playing Beautiful Day a minute ago. It's a great one. So, I mean, I go back a little bit before. That, that's, that's a good you know, song. Yeah, I got the album right behind you, the but Joshua Tree the album. Joshua Tree. I and mean, that, that was sort of my pinnacle, like... Yeah. When did uh, that come out? Where were you? 86, 87. So I was probably like a senior in high school. Okay. I mean, it was, ma- it was a massive album. Do you remember yeah. spinning that record with your boys? Well, not only that, but it, I remember... So I just had been accepted to Dartmouth. Uh-huh. We drove... So a buddy, we went with three guys, two got into Penn, and there were two of us to Dartmouth. So uh-huh. we drove to Philly, and then we drove up to New Hampshire and back to Dayton. Uh-huh. And that, there was, we had two cassette players, two cassettes in our car. <laughs> oh that, and uh, this other, that rap that I sometimes sing, Lottie Dottie. Okay. Um, so we just played the Joshua Tree a million yeah. times. So you got to know the lyrics pretty got well. Got to know the lyrics pretty well. And I just, I mean, if I, if, if I had to go, you know, the whole... If you only could listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah. Have you ever been to the Joshua Tree? I have not. Is that on the bucket list? Yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see, yeah. Yeah. Get out to California. Um, Do you know where in in California is that? I don't know. It's probably... It's like not near LA. It's in the desert somewhere. Okay. All right. Um, okay, books. Um, let's let's talk uh, something you've been pushing on us since young age. Um, do you have a favorite uh, genre of book? I like nonfiction. I'm a okay. big nonfiction guy. So a lot of biographies. Uh-huh. Again, I don't read as much as I'd like to. I think yeah. you know, I'm going to be moving into a phase of my life in the next number of years that I'll be able to do a little more reading. Yeah. But when I read, I like to read, you know. More nonfiction. Are you reading a lot on your phone and computer these days? I mean, Um, that's kind of the. I guess it's yes. So I read a lot. I like I like to read a lot of newspapers. I grew up. Uh You know, my my parents read the newspaper every morning. They were big newspaper people. Mm -hmm. They still get it delivered. You know, actually a a physical paper copy. Uh So I like to read the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal. Okay. I like like to read that sort of stuff because part of it is because of the book. It's like I'm not sure when I'm gonna you know be able to pick it up again. I don't have like massive blocks of time where I can dedicate to reading and then mm-hmm. it's like two weeks and I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember what the hell I had read yeah, yeah, yeah. so I like to read a lot of you know I think where I am now it's a lot of magazine articles and or you know just newspapers uh-huh. okay, okay. Um, favorite author do you have one a, that's been a tough one for for my everyone else I've asked. Well, it's funny because my I guess my favorite author would be somebody who's not doesn't really write nonfiction at all. Who's that? It's the guy that read. Um, he wrote like Pelican Brief and The Firm. Um, his name oh, these are all me. foreign to me. Uh, that that was been the, actually the um, The Firm is the only book. You know, sometimes people say it was so good I couldn't put it down. <laughs> yeah, that is the only book <laughs> really that I've ever read. That I uh, his name is John Grisham. When did you read John that? Grisham? Um, that was probably that was his. I think actually it was his second book, but it was like the first one that got a lot of press. It was early nineties. Okay, after college. I would actually it's probably around here somewhere it's, it's really so good. is that your favorite book then um, that's the only book that I've read that I've not been able to literally <laughs> I, I mean I stayed up to like 2 in the morning one time reading it really? which I mean yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. happen so <laughs> I, I would definitely put that out. it's a quick read too okay John Grisham he, and he's written a bunch and a lot of his movies have now turned into or books have turned into movies, Turn movies. okay alright um, well that that's a great transition to our next section film um, do you have a favorite movie uh, Dead Poets Society. Dead Poets Society. Yeah, I've never gotten around to seeing it, but why, like, when did when's the first time you you saw it? Do you remember? Uh, it would have, I think it came out again early nineties. Okay. Early How many 90s. times do you think you've watched it? A dozen. Um, maybe not quite that many, but yeah, maybe close to ten. I don't know. Yeah. Certainly a number of times. I think it was just. I think it resonated with me because it was a teacher teaching a subject which was English. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of you know high school boys probably typically don't like a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he turned it into something, and I kind of felt that way with math. Uh-huh. And I thought I was going to teach, and so I think it sort of spoke to me because I thought that's what I was mm-hmm. going to do. If you didn't say that, I was expecting Dumb and Dumber. That's got to be up there on your list too, right? Yeah, I mean, most of my movies that I like are just like know, Tommy Boy. And... Yeah, I like to again, I like to laugh. So mm-hmm. whether it's a TV show or a movie, I like to be, I like to laugh. And so yeah, those I've seen those two, um, probably the most. Okay. Probably Dumb and Dumber. I've seen probably close to twenty times. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite actor or actress? Do you have one? Um, I think I would say um, I think I'd say Robin Williams. Really? Because he was actually the lead role in that was it. Dead Society. Society, really? Yeah, and he just he just he was, he did a, I mean mostly mostly comedy. Uh huh. Um, and he always just made me laugh. I, yeah, he's it's, a talented. It's the sort of dude. laugh where you would laugh and like your throat would hurt. <laughs> That's you know, that the sort best, of thing. Yeah. He was he was actually a, and he was just a smart dude. And so mm-hmm. a lot of his comedy was. Like really smart. Yeah, did, did he help write a lot too? Do you think? I don't think he was a big writer. He was also in the movie with Matt Damon. Um, 
Ooh, what's oh I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Apples. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with Matt Damon and the other guy from Cambridge, they wrote together. Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name. Yeah, but, but they, he was in that. He was, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't sort of like the lead role in that, but uh-huh. he was also very good in that. So I think he was like the psychologist who exactly. was helping out um, Matt Damon. Um, okay. Oh, that's called Goodwill Hunting. Good yes, Goodwill Hunting. All right. Um, and lastly, favorite TV show. Um, definitely, you've definitely have a lot that you watch over there. Like Goldberg's. Um, you were you in Happy Days? I think as a kid, I didn't watch that a bit. I wouldn't say that's my favorite. Seinfeld. I, I think Seinfeld. I would probably okay. say that was sort of. And again, that was just again coming out of college, just starting as I was getting out of college, and it was before you had DVRs or being able to yeah. tape show. You know, mm-hmm. so you literally had to almost be there. How so many have you watched of, that through multiple times? Uh, I've watched it through. Uh, maybe I mean, it must not be as, as accessible as like the the, the like the current TV shows. It's right? a sort or of show. It on, now it's not on Netflix, right? I don't think it's on Netflix, but it's on. Like, if you were to watch network TV, it's on like okay. you know, TBS all yeah. the time. Okay. So actually, I have Uncle Joe. Actually, made me. Uh, I have a collection from Uncle Joe, uh-huh. so I could watch it. I haven't kind of gone back. Uh-huh. And there. I, it's, it's a classic. I hinted at this at the beginning, but nowadays, I mean, you watch the Goldbergs, like the Goldbergs. We watched Biggest Loser as a family. Chuck, does one of those stand out, or would you say all three of those um, are kind of? I don't think any of those are as good as Seinfeld. I think it's just yeah. Well, I'm like nowadays, like you're not. I mean, I like the Goldbergs again because it has a lot of references back to the '80s. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Mm -hmm. I think that making you feel young again. Yeah, just kind of. Well, just kind of reminding you of you know, kind of even just like little games they were playing, Rubik's Cube or music and. It's just stuff in the background that really wasn't totally part of the show, but you you know kind of like oh you yeah, kind of just jogged your memory about a different point in time mm-hmm. in your life. Okay, cool. Do you have a favorite character in in the Goldbergs? Is it Murray the dad? He's pretty funny, right? He's pretty funny. I don't know. I, I kind of like Barry. I think really, Barry's, yeah, I think he just some of his antics and he's he's so ridiculous <laughs> and whatnot. So I kind of yeah. get a laugh out of get a laugh out of him. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Well, let's transition into school. Um, you you haven't been in school a little while, but I'm sure you still remember what your favorite subject was, was which math. would be math. Yeah. Be math yeah, favorite teacher was it a math teacher? It was. I had two kind of bookend sort of freshman year and senior year. So freshman okay. year I had a guy named Mr. Oxman. I had him for geometry. He was sort of an ex-military guy. Oh really? So was he, he really like strict? No, he was actually. I I remember the my first like the first day or the second day where I had my first quiz and his. Um, like his extra credit was like spell the last name of your teacher, and I got it wrong. I did, he had like it's, it's Oxman and has two ends at the end. I only put one, okay. and he wrote in the other end and gave me full credit. <laughs> but he was a teacher that um, he always rounded up. So if you had an eighty nine point one, that's a ninety. Really? <laughs> he also had a rule that he if you didn't if you didn't grade your test by the next day, everybody got A's. I was gonna ask that. Was so that, that the was guy? Him. Okay. So he said, if I, you know, if I'm gonna make you take a test, you should. You know, you should hold me accountable for getting you a grade back uh-huh. the next day. That, well, the thing about rounding up from an 89 to 90 kind of makes Dartmouth sound a little soft. I feel like <laughs> no one would do that at mid, but I guess... No, this is in Centerville High School. Oh, this is at Centerville. This oh, is I when I was that. a ninth grader. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is ninth grade. <laughs> okay. Is, yeah, they just think of me as this enough. is my honors jump freshman year. Okay. And then he was also said that you can call me whenever. So he was like, you know, might have been the only teacher that in high school that passed out his phone number. Huh. So if you ever run it, he goes, I never want you to come in the next day saying... I got stuck. I didn't know didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was like, call me. Really? And he was great. He just sent everybody up to the board, and uh-huh. he had like six people at the board at once, and you're all kind of working problems up on the okay. board, and just made it really accessible. And then, and then I had a senior year, I had a guy named Mr. Young, who was my calculus teacher. Okay. Was, he was awesome too. Uh huh. Did you have a favorite teacher at Dartmouth? I mean, um, I'm sure they were all they were all. I mean, they were, they were all good. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think anyone stands out. Stand okay. All right. Um, so favorite school you've attended, I'm sure that's probably Dartmouth, right, over Centerville High School? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to go to Dartmouth for so long, so I loved Dartmouth. But, yeah. I mean, but I, my high school experience was, uh, you know, I think equally is Really? Okay. Awesome. I mean, I, I, I loved, you know, I loved high school. I didn't like, middle school was a little, I mean. That's, it's like know, a weird transition. It's a weird transition, you know, you know as a kid, just, you, you know, your body's changing. Like the awkward and, puberty stage. You know, awkward. And, and I even had, it was tough because my, I went to school. Sixth and seventh grade in one school, and they they closed it down in our town. Really? So they shipped us to some other schools, and so from our school, I went to one, and almost all my other friends went to the other, just because of where we lived. <laughs> I didn't know that. And so it was I didn't I didn't. Was that tough on you socially? Yeah. So all, yeah. So it was it was tough, and so then I picked back up freshman year, but still a year had gone by. And yeah. 
Um, so we didn't have a lot of play dates as kids. It was mm-hmm. you were hanging out with the kids that lived in your neighborhood, not you know. Yeah. Grandma wasn't sort of driving us over to see my other friends. Okay, well that's interesting. I didn't know you loved. I loved high school. Like uh, I mean, I know you had a good experience. Yeah. But it sounded like you really really enjoyed it. I that's loved cool. High school. Um, was- okay, so this question's a little out of place. It's Dream College. I've asked all the siblings. Um, I'm going to put a little spin on it. If sure. Dartmouth closes down, um, Mr. Sullivan messes up with their endowment and they run out of money, um, where what what school would you? What would be your dream school? Would it be another Ivy League school for me to attend? Yeah, for personally, for you to attend. Is there one school where you're like, oh, I love Dartmouth, but this school would also be really excellent? And I mean, you're a smart guy. I mean, it could be an Ivy League. Um, I mean, the schools that I've seen, I think, you know, that you and I have gone to, you know, so I, I didn't see a lot of others. You know, I, I went with Cole. I saw Yale. I didn't, you know. That's don't not my don't say Williams or Kenyon. And it's not Kenyon. <laughs> I really liked Williams. I really? I really do like, I really like uh, Williams a lot. I love, you know, I, I really like Middlebury too. Yeah. Um, again, it has this Colby too, right? You like Colby? Did not like <laughs> Did not like Bates Did not like Colby I like Bowdoin Yeah But I would say probably Williams or Middlebury Okay Alright uh, Fair enough I'll take that Two NASCAC schools um, Let's move into food and drink um, I actually think you and mom Will have pretty similar answers to these um, Let's start with favorite food What is it? Uh, my favorite food probably is pancakes Pancakes, really? That was not what I was expecting. I love pancakes. <laughs> yeah, if it, you know, if, like if diner it, style pancakes, like the little ones you make, like it can be any pancake. <laughs> you know, there are some foods that no matter how full you are, you you could still pound. I feel like pancakes is the thing when you're full, you're like, oh, I can. I don't know what it is. I love pancakes. really. And if it wasn't so, you know, if they weren't bad and they're you know, full of car- you know, carbohydrates and yeah, you know, if I were running fifty miles a week and I could just burn it all off, I would. I would have eat them, them all the time. Every day. I mean, I also love Bill's Donuts. Okay. I, you know, that's, but. Um, What's your favorite topping on a pancake? Just good old syrup? Aunt Jemima syrup? The real oh, stuff? Nice. Are you putting <laughs> jelly on it? Butter? What do you put on your pancakes? No. So I guess I like the grandma's top. I, I like the little crust around the edge of the pancakes. So yeah. I like the little crunch element. And in order to get that, you got to put, put some oil in the pan. So, so, I mean, if, we're, if, if the health thing is out of the, you know, the <laughs> yeah. equation, then... Well, it yeah. is out of the equation. That's fair. So, so I would say I don't mind like a little bit of a, you know, certainly just some real syrup. Yeah. And then maybe some cut up walnuts or something. Okay. Maybe throw in a, you know, a couple of uh, uh, chocolate chips in chocolate the batter. Chocolate chips. Okay. All right. That's about it. Favorite drink? How, do you have one? You love, I mean, you uh, love club soda, right? I do love club soda, so I drink that a lot. So um, I used to love, I used to drink a ton of OJ when I was younger. Really? Was Didn't you have OJ. a milk phase too at some point? I was point? in high school, I drank a ton of milk. I used to get the little things on my, you know, the little uh, dots on your fingernails. Really? I don't kind know. Kind of calcium deposit, calcium. I, uh, somebody told that, me. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's what I thought they, people told me. So I used huh. to get these little white, I don't know, do you ever, you used to go through Nah, I, I never was huge into milk. I don't so think. I used to drink, you know, a lot of milk. Were uh, you ever in a soda? Was it around the house when you were growing up? I mean, I nowadays Back in the is. 80s, it was before, you know, sugar became enemy, public enemy number one. And did one. you call it pop? I mean, they. Caden calls it pop. pop Did you is, call it yeah. pop? Really? Pop is okay. something I said in Ohio. Yes. Okay. So that, so I came when I went out to school to Dartmouth. Um, that was the first I'd, I'd heard people called it soda. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. even aware that that, that was a huh. thing. Okay. Um, and then the last question actually is favorite restaurant. Do you, does one come to mind? I mean, there's so many great ones out there. Um, other some answers so far have been Melody Lodge, Captain Kurtz, Mom said Solea. Soleil, that's the place. I do like. I do, yeah, I like Soleil. Mom and I, yeah. So that's one of our favorites. No, I, love, I was guessing know, that was gonna be an overlap. I maybe. love Spanish food, certainly. Um, there was another place that was near, right near there. It was called Elephant Walk. Okay. Or actually, that location was called Carambola. That was sort of uh-huh. fr- French food, French, um, French Cambodian. Actually, it was, like, okay. it was like a fusion of the two. Nice. Um, I love, but but again, because of my pancake, I, the, I, one of the best things I love about New Jersey was diners. Yeah, so I love Compton a good diner. Queen, yeah. Uh, and, and what about Bob your, Evans? That was that's an Ohio thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a it's like an Ohio version of a diner. It's, it doesn't have as much because it's sort of a cookie cutter. Because yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was there was one of those in Massachusetts, and that was right near where we lived really? in Hopkinton. So okay. when you and Cole, when we lived in Hopkinton, we used to take you, you know, just the four of us, before there was. You know, Deco Eli yeah, and Ainsley. For their on Friday nights, yeah. we'd go there uh, to, uh, it was in Westboro on Route 9. Huh. We'd go there sometimes for a Friday night dinner. Okay. Um, all right, let's move into travel. Just one quick question here. What is your favorite place on earth? I think I know what you're going to say. You can't say Concord, but I don't think I needed to say that. Uh, my favorite place on earth, I would say, is Hanover. Yeah, okay. And Hanover you have plans to maybe move there one day? 
It's been I would on love the bucket to, list yeah. for a while, yeah. I would love, you know, there or, you know, the surroundings. Would where do you see yourself, like, if you're living in Hanover, where where in Hanover would you, would you live? Oh, I think I would love to live right near the what golf course. So, so is the golf course pond? near that pond that's, that yeah, we ice skated on? Okay, that's, yeah. what I was, that's what I was had in mind. So it's by Occam Pond, by the golf course. Uh-huh. It's a quick walk into campus. Yeah. So I, I think living in and around, you know, certainly my idea would be to be around Dartmouth, but, you know, just being around a college there's campus. There's good energy on the college. Good energy. So. You know, you can see sporting events. There's some, you know, there's some theater. Uh-huh. There's just sort of a lot of things sort of going on. Yeah. Can okay. sit, maybe even audit a class, mm-hmm. sit on classes. So, huh? Okay. Um, clothing. I don't think you're the biggest guy in clothing. You like to keep it simple. You're just wearing a plain <laughs> turquoise shirt right now. Um, but do you have a favorite brand? I do. I do. I um. I like. Uh, it's Peter Millar. Okay. So that's they make like the sweaters, right? Like sweaters. They make also you know collared shirts. A lot of golf stuff. They uh-huh. sort of sort of feels like a sort of a preppy sort of a golf brand. But yeah, they have some cotton sweaters. Okay. I, I, as a kid, even to this day, like a long sleeve shirt, like, like literally like the hair on my arms will stand up if I think about it. You don't. Like, like I, I, it's this weird thing I have with the way certain clothes feel. So mm-hmm. I love cotton. So cotton actually okay. feels very comfortable. So I typically are wearing something that's cottony. Yeah. And so do you have a favorite article of clothing? It's probably not a long sleeve shirt then. Probably not. A, I like a lot of polo shirts. Polo shirts. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. All right. Simple enough. Um, let's move into sports. What sports have you played in your life? Uh, probably, well, I mean, uh, participating on a particular team, I would say yeah. certainly soccer. Uh-huh. I played some sort of rec basketball. I played baseball when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were the three that I participated, like, on teams. Uh-huh. I mean, we, I mean, just sort of growing up and in the neighborhood that I was in, there was a lot of kids that were my age. You know, we would play kickball. We would play... Um, Various forms of, you know, we made up various forms of bas- you know, basketball games. And, uh-huh. You grew know. up close to a professional baseball player, right? I did. Is that true? So was, there, was he ever out, like, when you guys were playing baseball, did he ever come out and you throw, throw a few ball, like, throw a ball around with him? Or? So by the time we were old enough to know, he, had, he was already retired. He oh, sort okay. of threw, he threw out his, I think it was his shoulder or his elbow. Okay. Uh, but, he, but he was like the rookie pitcher of the year for the, uh, the National League That's in the awesome. late 60s, Billy McCool. So, did, so you were friends with this kid, right? Then yeah. Carol McCool comes to mind. Yep, that was his wife. So actually, unfortunately, Mr. McCool is, is deceased. He died uh-huh. a few years ago. But uh, you know, my next neighbor, Mrs. McCool, is still alive. She lives in Florida. And they had three kids that sort of there was one, one a year older, one a year younger, and then one a couple years older. Do you stay in touch with any of them? We do. We see them in Florida sometimes when we go to Florida. Uh-huh. You've, you've met them a few times. Okay. Um, but yeah, so a couple of them live in one lives in Ohio, one lives in Indiana, and the other lives in Florida. Okay. All right. Favorite coach you've had? Favorite coach I had. Mom said Pop, and I don't think Grandpa has ever. Grandpa coached wasn't you, a big. Right? Co- well, he was he was an assistant coach a couple of times. Grandpa wasn't very athletic himself, so I think he probably was just a little nervous about. Yeah. Maybe being the lead coach, not knowing kind of. <laughs> yeah. So I remember a number of times he was sort of an assistant coach. Okay. But I had a. Um, a soccer coach on my club soccer team. So a little different than we What's have What's the now. name of that team real quick? Changed a couple times over the years, but at one point it was uh, the Centerville Spartans. Okay. Sorry. And then it became Soccer Centerville and whatever. So this was sort of, you know, way back when where um, it, was, it was just a dad who knew a little bit about soccer. I don't think, I don't even know if he really played a whole lot of soccer, uh-huh. but he was, I think, athletic, you know, and so he kind of picked it up a bit. So it wasn't, you know, we weren't farmed out to some... British coach who would you know come over. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. Um, but we but we kind of had the same group of kids for I don't know five six seven years. So, so we okay. were together for quite a long time. Okay, cool. Um, favorite professional sports team, and don't say Spurs as a joke. <laughs> Got to um, be the one and only. I guess at this stage of my life, I guess I would say Manchester United. Okay, and I know that was open, and I know I was kind of alluding to soccer. So Manchester is your favorite soccer team, but obviously you're also a big Bengals, Bengals fan, fan, right? And I used to be a big Reds fan, and I just sort of, you know, when I was a kid, I loved baseball. I used to, you know, keep yeah. score. I would, Grandpa had this special accounting paper. I would <laughs> keep score in this goofy paper and yeah. would listen to the games and watch them on TV. And um, just as I got older and older, I think the game just felt slow, you know, just. Yeah, they're trying to speed it up. But yeah, I don't know how it's, it's, so, and the Reds have just been, they haven't won a playoff series since 1995. So, <laughs> and the Bengals have gone back to 1991 since they've won yeah. the playoff game. So it's just been. I just haven't been able to keep up with the with baseball. So. Uh huh. Okay. Um, favorite athlete. Favorite athlete. When I was a kid, I guess. So again, this goes back to 
um, I guess when I was a child, uh-huh. but it was on the Reds. His name was George Foster, and he was okay. a, a slugger, an outfielder, and he just, he had one year in 1977 where he had 52 home runs, had 148 RBIs, and hit 320. So that's almost a triple crown. <laughs> that's he pretty was, impressive, man. Damn good. Um, <laughs> so he's a Reds, Reds legend then. Yeah, he he didn't play long enough that he was okay. You know, he, he was on the you know the legendary Reds team with Pete Rose yeah, yeah, and yeah. some of those teams. But would Joey Votto make the a legendary Reds? I mean, that's the only. I mean, the, him and First Brandon thing. Phillips come to my mind right here. Reds. I don't follow the Reds, but when I used to, those are the two. Yeah, guys. yeah. I think uh, Joey Votto could have cracked the lineup for uh, as a first baseman. I mean, the Reds had a good first baseman, but I think Votto was better than him. Okay. I don't think Brandon Phillips would have beat out Joe Morgan. What about second Ken baseman. Griffey? Was he on the Reds? He was. And he would make Senior. the all-time team? Um, that's debatable. I mean, okay. he, he, he was pretty close. I, I'd, have to, I'd have to think through. There uh-huh. probably some other good outfielders as well, yeah. but he was, he was damn good. Yeah, this goes to show. I don't know my Reds too much, but obviously I like them just because you yeah. like them. Um. Yeah, okay. Let's let's move into friends, starting with your childhood best friends, and then we'll um, go through college and then get to your current best friends. So starting with childhood, growing up, middle school, elementary school, middle school, high school, what dudes were you hanging out with? So again, so we were mostly hanging out just with kids in our neighborhood. So yeah. there was, you know, again, unfortunately for, for uh, me, um, you know, there were a bunch of kids. It was sort of a new development, a bunch of houses, a lot of people moved in over the same age as grandma and grandpa. They were in their early 20s all having kids at the same time. So across the street there were two boys, Greg and Grant Harlow, okay. that we were good friends with. A couple doors down, a kid named Scott Brom. Mm-hmm. A little bit further down, John McCoola. Um, this kid named Ricky Baps before they moved. Um, and there's a kid in your high school named Blaze. Is is that true? And is that, that is how true. I got my name? So he's a little bit younger than me. So he wasn't a great friend of mine. He was a okay. little bit younger. So we had some sort of a PE requirement. Okay. And I got to senior. I think you had to take two years, and I still had a, a year or half a semester to take. So I took I had to take gym my senior year, <laughs> and um, it was with the football coach, and I th- there was some running drill or something, and I was running with a kid who was probably, he's either a freshman or a sophomore, and his name was Blaze, and his his last name is Woosty, and he had some older brothers that were really big soccer players that are in soccer at our high school was a big deal, yeah, yeah. big high school, you know, so. And then the last name was pretty legendary in our school. And I remember running with him, and he was a great runner, and I really? wasn't a very good runner. And so we just kind of were hanging out, you know, at least within class for either I forget it was a semester or a year. And his name okay. was Blaze, and so I thought that was a kind of a cool name. Yeah. And I have sort of a you know not a you know fairly unique name. His name was pretty unique. Um, didn't think anything of it, you know. And then yeah. as we're looking through the the baby name book when we're first you know with our firstborn. Yeah. Come across that, I was like, <laughs> I like that. So that was sort of on the list and. Yeah, I know. I know. Obviously, it wasn't one of your best friends, but when we're on yeah. the topic, it's always cool to hear about the genesis um, and origin of my name. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when you moved to Dartmouth, uh, you made quite a few good friends. Um, some of who whom we see today. Yeah. Um, run me through your friend group in college. So I think the biggest one. So I guess I would say initially, because again, being in my dorm, uh-huh. uh, was Mr. Cornbloom, who you know lives nearby. Um, but I was closer with Mr. Warden Drew. Okay. Drew lives out in the Seattle area. So he's from Montana. That's what I was going to say. From he's from Brooke. Montana. So I took a couple of road trips with him back to, he's from Great Falls, Montana. Okay. Yeah. So after, um, after, before we coming back for sophomore year, he wanted to bring a car back. So I uh-huh. took a bus drive, although a 48 hour bus trip from Jeez. Dayton to Great Falls, Montana. It's just That's so that I could drive man. back a, back like a 19, 1979, uh, suburban, it's oh, a geez. beast of a car, but it was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. And then we did it again my just before my sophomore summer because we had cool. to stay on campus, so we had a couple weeks. And were most of your best friends from Dartmouth guys you met early on, or did you start to develop relationships kind of later in college? As, as you well, those two, I, you know, what I would have met within the first week. Yeah, um, those two, and then the other big one would have been Mr. Sullivan, who wasn't in my dorm. So I, I met him sometime my freshman year. We were in again. We had a PE requirement at Dartmouth. Okay. That you typically just you know um, took in your freshman year, so yeah. we were in a soccer class freshman fall. Okay, and then we ended up pledging the same fraternity. So, so tell me a little bit about your frat, real quick. I mean, you're not the quintessential no. frat guy, so but it's this still wasn't something yeah, cool this to be a wasn't of. sort of the cool guy fraternity. It was, it yeah. was sort of an eclectic mix of people, which okay. is cool because yeah, yeah. a bunch of different people that I probably wouldn't have met otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like this is like the soccer fraternity. This is like sort of known for just being the athletes or, you know, something, yeah. or this is the running, you know, runner's house. It was sort of a, 
again, an eclectic mix of people. Um, but, you know, they were really cool about, you know, it was important to me that, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'd made a decision early in life that I wasn't going to drink. Yeah. And, and again, thinking about Dartmouth, you know, the, you know, the guy that wrote Animal House was there. And, you know, so I didn't, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't think that fraternity life was something that I was going to, yeah. you know, partake in. Um, but some people that were in the class ahead of me that were there and they were sort of trying to recruit, you know, the various kids. I, I like them. And uh-huh. They were cool with, you know, that I wasn't going to drink and they, they, were, they were cool with that. So what, what did they do um, alternatively, though? They made you drink some pretty gross stuff, eh? Uh, yeah. So actually, to be honest, drinking a lot, just a lot of water. <laughs> not, I mean, that's <laughs> it's pretty healthy for you. <laughs> it's pretty healthy, but, you yeah. know, it comes back out after a while. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. That, so yeah. You, you only can take so much water. And, you know, so there was a lot of that. I mean, and to be honest, to go through... You know, hell night. You know that night we were, you're, you know, <laughs> yeah. pledging, um, doing it sober is <laughs> yeah. kind of an awkward thing. But then, uh, you know, the, I think the story you've heard that I've told before is sort of um, house night. Kind of was weekly on Wednesday night, so all the fraternities okay. had their their house night. And you'd have you just kind of go through and various things that are going on in the house, any sort of stuff you had to figure, you know, whatever. Um, and then at the end of that meeting, which might last. 45 minutes or an hour, you then would go into your basement where there was a keg, and this is where you tell stories about another brother, oh, I saw him doing this or something, and you'd make them drink, and there's sort of a master of ceremonies that's kind of sitting behind the bar, pouring all the drinks from the keg, Um, and so, you know, typically that person's going to get really hammered, (laughs) Yeah. you know, so, you know, because, you know, you you go through things a lot of times, and people just start chanting. The person's called the chug master. (laughs) We call the chug master that. So when you're the chug master, what do you have to do? So so the one time they made me do it my sophomore summer was some some brothers were in, like, their local grocery store getting stuff, and they were down the cereal aisle. And typically when you're at a grocery store, on the opposite side of the cereal, there's a lot of juices. And they happened to look over, and they saw... Uh, clamato juice <laughs> and one of these morons got a good idea like we're going to make Shane be the chug master and he's going to drink clamato juice that's <laughs> pretty and epic clamato juice I mean it, you almost want to throw up even when you just open up the can <laughs> yeah. it just smells nasty well, we actually have a can of it in the house I think mom got it for you as a joke or something uh, and it yeah, looks that, gross it is, it is nasty it is foul and I threw up a lot <laughs> actually yes um, okay very cool um so do you have any friends from your frat? Um, so Sally was in your frat. Sally was, was Drew in your frat? Uh, Drew and Robert both. And but it was interesting. Drew did actually, we were, when we were, so you do this your, the spring of your freshman year. Okay. You kind of rush. And Drew decided, even he was going with me all the time, all of a sudden at the last minute he said, nope, I'm not doing it. Really? It's like, oh, all right. So I, <laughs> I went through with it. Um, and then he ended up doing it. Late. And actually Mr. Kornblum didn't do it either. He tried to get into some other fraternity. And okay. that didn't work out for him. And so then while I was away in Spain my sophomore year, uh-huh. they they sort of pledged when I was away. So I wasn't around. Well, you went to Spain your sophomore year? I Isn't did. it typical study abroad junior year? Dartmouth's a little different just because of the, you know, because you have to stay there your sophomore summer. Okay. It's a little bit more fluid. And because all of our programs are just with our own professors, uh-huh. um, sophomore summers, you okay. know. I mean, that's, I mean, so I would say sophomore went, or I'm sorry. Yeah, sophomore winter, sophomore spring is a big one, or junior fall. Those okay. are probably the three biggest terms to go away. Because some okay. actually some people go away twice. Because really? again, it's not a semester, so it's only ten weeks for us. Uh huh. So you might do your, you know, your first one, um, just to kind of get ready because you have a language foreign language requirement just to get rid of that. Yeah. And then if you wanted to major in Spanish, maybe you went back a second time. There was sort of a second level uh-huh. study abroad that cool. you could hit as well. Cool. All righty. Um, let's talk real quick. Current best friends. And I think there's probably some overlap. I mean, you're still really tight with Sally, who yep. uh, one of your best friends from Dartmouth. Um, any other names come to mind, like currently? And I mean, even your brother, Brett, you're really close with Brett. Yeah. No, I would say, yeah, no, my brother and my brother, you know, Joe. And yeah. So I think yeah, probably my best friends are some of my, my family members. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would say outside of my family, I'd probably Mr. Solar. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, family, uh, as we were just were talking about, um, let's talk about cousins. Do you have a cousin you are closest to? Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I have a ton of cousins. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, so well, so on my dad's side, he had one, one sibling. Okay. That's one sibling. Um, so I only have two cousins on that side. But on my mom's side, she was one of six, and so I have, I think it's fifteen cousins. So again, <laughs> we were, a bunch of us were really close in age, and so and we all lived right, you know, near one another. So yeah summers and we had a pool growing up so we were i was around cousins a lot mm-hmm. um but i would say the the one that i was closest to was don okay so he's um he's like two weeks older than i am so we're yeah. like really close in age and 
he went to the same high school that I did. So we actually, I think we were in one class together for okay. four years. So he's um, probably the cousin that I'm closest with. I sound uneducated, but who's the one that would always like play the pranks with the fart? With the Was that Don? That's Don? Okay. With the red hair. Okay. And the other name that comes to mind is Chris, who is down in Greenville. Is he a cousin of yours? Or? He is, yeah. Okay. So that's Aunt Leslie. Those are the only kids. two that like come to mind when I hear cousin. Yeah, yeah. So Chris is yeah down in Greenville, and okay. um, but yeah, he was she, he's one of Aunt Leslie's okay boys. Alrighty, he's, um, he's actually very close in age with Brett. They're pretty okay. Say the same age. Cool. Um, okay. Do you have a, did you have a grandparent you were closest to, or were you pretty tight with all of them? Well, yeah, I would say so. Um, I mean, I was fortunate that all four of my grandparents lived. 10, 15 minutes away. So, mm-hmm. you know, unlike you, we're not, you know, no grandparents yeah, yeah, yeah. live nearby. I was surrounded with grandparents. Um, but I would say my, probably my mom's mom, okay. Mama Spielman. She played, um, I used to just play cards with her all the time. <laughs> so she taught me how to play cribbage. Sort of games? Cribbage and euchre. Okay. A lot of card games. To be honest, and I get it now, you know, now that I'm older, I get it. She, I mean, she would have played Monopoly. By, she just wanted to be around. So uh-huh. I just said, you know, yeah. whatever it was, I wanted to do this, that, or the other. She let me play my music. Yeah. Um, she always had a big pot of soup on the stove. Um, so a lot of times I would go there on a Friday night with my cousin Don. Mm-hmm. And, with, you know, we'd play cards with her. Sometimes my grandpa would play. Sometimes uh-huh. I'd be asleep on the, on the lazy boy <laughs> chair or whatnot. But, yeah, yeah so I spent a lot of time with her sort of growing up. So okay. Yeah, pretty close. All right. And switching gears before we head into a break, hobbies. Are there any hobbies that we didn't touch on of yours? Do you like, I mean, you're out doing yard work, Ted. You like doing yard work? I hate yard work. No, <laughs> and you were no. you did, been doing some woodworking recently, making these soccer kicks. Yeah, so you I, like I think it might be. I'm not very good at it, um, but I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it. I think maybe really? I, you know. So my my dad's dad was a big woodworker. Okay. My grandpa Seifer, he uh-huh. had this really kick-ass sort of uh, shop in the basement of his house, and he used to make all sorts of stuff with wood. Yeah. He actually, I think, built his own house. I mean, <laughs> really? That don't happen. Like, he was extraordinarily handy. He built his own house. My, Jeez. You know, my, you know, he had two boys, and my dad and my uncle were extraordinarily handy. And then, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something just, I, I wasn't paying attention at some point in my life that yeah, you know, yeah. other people were. Um, so, I don't know. I, I certainly enjoyed that. Um, I, you know, I used to play golf before you know, I had kids. and so I, I heard I you were pretty good back in your day. I wouldn't say it was good. I think I was good enough that I wasn't in, I wouldn't embarrass, embarrass yourself. yourself. Yeah. So I, I could the, go out that's and play. I, get. I was, uh, you know, so would I still, you know, would I be in the first team? Would I be nervous sometimes if I'm around some people that I don't know really well? Yeah. Probably sometimes, you know. Yeah. But um, I typically wouldn't embarrass myself. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to head into a quick break. Um, when we get back, we're talking personality. Stay with mm-hmm. us. Okay, we are back um, with my father, Shane Seifer, talking personality. Let's start out with um, an either or a quick, easy question. Are you an extrovert or an introvert? Or a bit of both? Well, a little both, but I think I would probably, um, probably a little more of an introvert. Uh-huh. Um, do you have any pet peeves? Well, I guess as a father, I guess I have a lot of pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mom, I hate to throw you under the bus here, but mom, you were included in mom's pet peeve. Oh, Any sure. guess for what it was? I mean, doing the laundry. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe that's, yeah, I don't know. Um, pet peeve, um, I don't think any kind of, I mean, I, I guess people just not kind of thinking sometimes and not, you know. Just not thinking. <laughs> not doing what they're supposed to be doing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, are you religious? I think a little bit. Um, yeah. Still sort of trying to figure it out, you know. I, yeah. I don't... I guess I'm... kind of believe, you know, it's... You know. Yeah. But I, I, I always feel better when I go to church. You know, mm-hmm. when I, you know, yeah, it's just like a feeling. It's a feeling. I really like our church. So I like the community of our church. Yeah. Um, but so I'm still sort of seeking and still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I mean it's a like as Bob Brown says, like it's a never-ending journey with with figuring out your religion. Um, you can never be entirely sure. So okay, cool. Um, biggest accomplishment was it getting into Dartmouth? Was it having well, having did, did, me? Did mom, did mom say something along the lines of having the family? Yes, and she exactly. said she would relive that moment. Too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, right, so I mean, having a, you know five kids, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought I was going to have five kids. Yeah, um, that's a massive accomplishment to get you. I, I, I would say, getting a child to like their first birthday, <laughs> like, especially with you, especially the first one. You have, yeah. I mean, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Every yeah, it's like uh-huh. you know. So that's I think I think getting to first birthdays are always big. But I, yeah, <laughs> before that, you know, besides 
sort of the family, I would say, yeah, probably getting into college. Okay. Um, a little bit random, but describe your personality just in general. Um, and optional, if, is there a story or some aspect of your life that exemplifies that? Um, but really the, the big thing here is just describe your personality. You can kind of interpret this how you want. Well, I, I mean, I kind of thought it was easygoing, and I think as a father, maybe it doesn't always come across that way, you know. Yeah, like, but I, like I think you pick are, and choose. I, 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 try to, I try to be a little bit balanced. So uh-huh. I, I like to joke. You know, people always say, you know, you tease the one you love yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I like to joke a lot. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think I, you know, I'm serious when I do. But I think, that's, uh-huh. again, maybe what I perceive more is my, my role as a father. And uh, Yeah, I mean, mom's definitely out. on the softer side. So sometimes right, it's just so healthy it's, to have a little bit of a stricter yeah, so I think it's the, counterpart. Exactly. Good cop, bad cop. And so that's sort of my role. But I, I think just in general, it's... Sort of fairly easygoing, like to laugh, not too serious. That's good. Okay. Um, any nicknames you've had throughout the years? I think with my name, it's it was hard to have one. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't Thomas. It would just be Tommy or Tommy. Uh huh. So I was. It's. I mean, people always just call me Shane. Yeah. Every once in a while, somebody at work calls me like this one guy at work calls me Shano. Shano, that's what I was gonna say. But yeah. that's just one person. So I, I've kind of. Not too many people called me C for C for. Uh huh. Um, so I think it's just generally just been Shane. Yeah. Mom said one of her nicknames was Trish the Dish, and she said that it was something because of a high school boyfriend. Have you have you heard about that nickname? Yeah. I didn't even want to inquire more, but that was a weird one. Oh, well, I, I don't think that's just. I, 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 <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea what he was referring to, but I've heard that nickname just not just with mom, but any but some other people named Trish. Okay. I think just because it rhymes. It's yeah, just yeah. Sort of a, a rhyming sort of a thing. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, so I think with mom's name with Patricia. Yeah, she Trish, she definitely had more to offer. Trish, so. Patricia, yeah, so she yeah. has more to go there. Okay, um, favorite holiday. Most people have said Christmas. Does that ring true for you? I mean, I love I love that. To be honest, I think I like Thanksgiving. That's better. what mom said too. Uh, it, it's it's because it's it's the same thing but without all the gift giving. Yeah, that's so true. It's just a, it's just a lot less pressure. Has it always just been go? I mean, now we go to Ohio and obviously growing up you're out, but it's mostly just been going. Going to a, a family member's house in Ohio and just having a relaxing day. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So we would always spend it with, with grandma's side. Um, so we would always be together. So sometimes we would host. So in our family growing up, we had sort of the, the, the house that could accommodate a okay. you know, fairly big family. So, you know, growing up, Thanksgivings for me or even Christmases for that matter were 30, 40 people. Oh, wow. And there were... A, there were a lot of divorces in our family, <laughs> other than grandma and grandpa. It's funny, both sets of grandparents were married for more than 50 years. Yeah. Yet my parents were the only parents that stayed. <laughs> They've now been married for 50 years as well. There you go. So a lot of, you know, marriages, remarriages. So people felt just very comfortable. Grandma was really a really good host and just like, bring whoever you want to bring over. And yeah, so I feel we like there's always that person. You're like, who is that? I'm like, yeah. oh, it's someone's girlfriend. Yeah, and now that I don't live, you know, don't live there, it's sometimes I'm like... Yeah, yeah but it's I, a testament to kind of just the um, openness so and welcomingness. Exactly. So there was always sort of a lot of people, and it typically was our house. Yeah. Um, Did you help cook when you hosted? I wasn't a big helper. <laughs> I, mean, cause I, I mean, I do love to cook, but it wasn't. Yeah. I think maybe it's because grandma would probably start cooking at two in the morning. Did she always? Did so she did cook. Did she? Did, was has she always been like a avid buyer of store made pies, or did she used to make her own pies? Uh, I think she used to make her own pies. But even when we okay. were hosting, um, it wasn't like the host was on the hook for making the entire yeah. meal. So okay. it was maybe grandma just had to make the turkey and everybody else brought everything else. Okay. So it was sort Team of effort, yeah. all hands on deck sort of thing. And so, um, but you know, grandma makes an awesome pie. Yeah. And so oh, you know, yeah. I wish, I mean, she always made this Kranz Kuchin, yeah. a little bit more around Christmas. Um, very good baker. Uh-huh. She doesn't, she's not a big sweet eater herself. <laughs> um, so unlike mom who grew up having dessert, like, I mean, that was, that's a story in and of itself, just about having dessert yeah, yeah. after every meal. It's like, that's <laughs> next level. But we re- we didn't have a lot of desserts. It was maybe at birthdays. Okay. Um, it wasn't every day sort mm-hmm. of things. So we didn't just have cakes lying around or cookies lying around a lot. Okay. All right. Um, favorite season? Uh, I love fall. I'm a fall okay. guy. I, yeah. Is it just because, like, it's so pretty and leaves changing and soccer? I just love the weather. I just love that sort of the weather that's transitioning from summer into, you know, so it's just starting to get a little bit, you know. Yeah. Sort of maybe wearing a sweatshirt. You can still get away with wearing shorts. Uh-huh. You know, just love the change of yeah. Colors. Getting your kids to help you rake uh, the whole the whole package. That's the whole yeah. Um, favorite meal? 
is there one meal, like a nice bowl of clam chowder from Captain Kurtz? Is it tapas from Solea? I mean, we had some awesome meals in Spain. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say it's probably anything to do with Spanish food. Okay. So whether it's, you know, over here in the States, it's Solea or um, Solea's has a couple of sister locations in uh, Cambridge and there's uh-huh. one on Newbury Street. Um, so any of those, um, yeah, just tapas. And we, we had some great places we went to with those oh, yeah. pinchos, with the toothpicks. I love, we probably spent, you probably spent a lot of money there, but that was epic. Yeah, that was really that cool. That was, uh, the, the, those were some great meals. So oh. yeah, Spanish food, um, but again, a good diner. Yeah, <laughs> nice pancakes. A great diner, yeah. Um, okay, uh, back to your family. You were the oldest of three. Mm-hmm. Did you like that position? Um, do you wish you could have changed it? I love the position. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you in the oldest. Where, do you think, like, you were just a, I mean, how, what was your favorite part about it? Was it just being the leader and Brett couldn't tell you to shut up because you were the oldest or what well, about? Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I just love being, just doing things first. So yeah. I love sort of charting new territory and, uh-huh. um, I just, yeah, I loved all of that. You know, I did, I didn't you know, um, did grandma and grandpa expect a lot from you being the oldest, would you say? think so I, th- I you know I, I, I you know it was never you know we weren't doing SAT tutors or uh-huh, I mean it was yeah, sort of yeah. the whole college thing was sort of on me it wasn't they were pushing me to you know looking at my like I don't ever remember like reviewing my class schedule with them in high school I think to be honest as long as the grades were, whatever I was doing was coming back with good grades they just said yeah we're staying the hell out of the way yeah you're driving like, your own ship. I'm driving my own bus and as long as things continue to go well you know they, they were i think they were like we'll be around if you need us but we're not going to sort of buddy yeah, our accessories and so that that was um but i, I love being that but so you know audrey is just two years younger than me uh-huh. kind of like you and cole two yeah. years apart in school but then it was like ainsley for you so there was no like deco eli so uh-huh. it was a pretty big gap you know gap between uh me and brett and, and even audrey and brett for that matter so uh-huh. when i was going away to college brett was like in fifth or going into sixth grade maybe uh-huh Okay. So, and when I was away, I was, you know, I was away. Like, I, you, know, we didn't, you know, I wasn't coming back. It was 13 or 14 hours by car. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd leave for the term and I'd see him at the end of the term. And there wasn't any FaceTime or anything, so. There was not any FaceTime. So you talked <laughs> to your parents. There was not even a, you know, no cell phones. You had a, a phone at the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Talk to your parents once. It was typical. That's what everybody did. You talked to your parents on Sunday, you know, after you woke up sometime, you know. Late, late Sunday morning or early yeah. in the afternoon. Everybody got their phone calls in, uh-huh. checked in for the week, and that was it. Cool. Okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, we, we just went to Spain last year. Um, Mom said she would just go again because that was so fun. Uh, is that the same for you, or is it another place that you're dying to go to? Well, you know, if, if I only could go to one place, I, I'm definitely going back to Spain. Okay. But there are some other places in Europe. I mean, I, I've never – I still haven't been to Paris. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to go to Paris. I've never been to Switzerland that's yeah. another story. I mean, we almost moved there when you were before you almost were going to be born in Geneva. Really? So that could be a story. For I didn't day. know that. There you go. Well, let's I'll tease that. Just because did Aeon have some something out? We have an office. We have an office in Geneva, and they asked. They said, "Do you want to go to Geneva and spend two or three years?" Um, Interesting. And mom was pregnant, and we talked about it. And mom was just you know this is again, maybe if you were our third child, and she'd kind of been through yeah. you know, what delivery was like and how it was, and mm-hmm. I think we just decided that it was. Not quite the right time. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, probably yeah, some so some other places in Europe, but but if I wanted to go to one, I'd definitely go back. You know, that was an awesome trip. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, which famous person in history uh, would you want to most want to spend the day with? Um, I don't know. I think maybe Abraham Lincoln. Really. I think kind of you know how he was able to keep the the union together. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool guy. Was pretty cool. Uh huh. You know. I mean, I th- you know, Martin Luther King would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some actors, like I said, Robin, spending a day That's with Robin Williams, Robin Williams or, be pretty cool. or um, Chris Farley. Who's that? He's the I'm actor. Un- uncultured. I, I'm Chris, is it? That's his name, right? The, the actor in Dumb and Dumber, or uh, Tommy Boy. Oh, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. name's Chris Farley, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, no, it is Chris Farley. <laughs> maybe, maybe I guess myself. I mean, those are the sort of guys, or um, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, those are the sort uh-huh. of those act those comedians are the sort of act, like when you're laughing so hard, like like yeah, I don't know if you get it, like your throat starts to hurt. Yeah, you talked about that earlier. That's pretty funny. Um, okay, if you could time travel, when and where would you go? I, I don't know. I've always been, I guess, a bit fascinated with the 1950s. Really? I guess, again, maybe see my parents when they were a little younger, but sort of sort of the U.S. sort of post World War II, the country's booming. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of optimism around. You know, the 60s we got a little dark. <laughs> 
Um, but I think sort of maybe just seeing the 50s and okay. seeing my parents when they were young. Mm-hmm. All right. Second to last question. If you could relive one moment in your life, um, which would it be? Mom obviously said when all my kids were born, but I'm sure those were long days and the days following were tough. Um, so no pressure right, to so say yeah. that. So bar- the births were great. Our yeah. wedding, I mean, re- I mean yeah. your, your wedding day just goes by so fast. It's a blur. You spend yeah, sure. a whole year planning the damn thing. And then it's like, you know, you're getting pulled in so many directions. So to do that again would be pretty cool, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you were to do it again, it wouldn't be in New Jersey, though, right? Yeah. You'd probably... Well, do you ever wish you were at some tropical island, or if I mean, if not New Jersey, what other state would have you would you have liked it to have been in Ohio, or, um, or like I just said, yeah, would you like again, to have gone being, somewhere I mean, else? Again, being you know having family and friends surrounding you is a big deal. Yeah. So destination weddings are a little bigger now. You know, if, if it was just mom and I, I mean, I would love to do it. At, you know, at Dartmouth or something. Yeah, that'd be I pretty mean, cool. Mr. and Mrs. Cornwall did theirs at Dartmouth. Uh-huh. That was pretty cool. Do you know what church you would do it in? At Dartmouth, yeah. Um, I think the one, that, I mean, there's our church that's up there, but um, I only went once when I was there. They, they did it at an ecumenical church, which is right in the, kind of surrounding the green, Rollins Chapel. Okay. An ecumenical church. So that's huh. where, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, it's kind of cold inside, um, but it's, like I said, it's pretty cool. Like, it's there, they had it right there. You walk across the green to the Hanover Inn. That's what Savern would say, the Hanover Inn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, and last but not least, this, I mean, this isn't too pertinent to you, but dream job profession, I'll, I guess I'll put another twist on it. If, if you weren't an actuary, what would you have liked to, to be? I guess there's two things. I, I think the one that was probably more realistic was a, a math teacher. Okay. So I thought that's what I was going to do. When I was coming out of college, I interviewed for a couple of teaching positions. I mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, I wasn't an education major, so I wasn't, Yeah. I didn't have the certification to go teach at a public school. So I uh-huh. thought, and I taught at a uh, private school before my senior year in high school. Or, uh, sorry, NMH, right? Northfield Mount Herman. So I thought pre-calculus coach. So I thought that I was going to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but then the company that I worked, that I was still working at, came on campus to interview a consulting job, be an actuary. So I'd heard about that grandma's cousin was an actuary or a second cousin. Um, so I'd heard about this sort of profession, and I thought, all right. So I went and interviewed. Um, I ended up getting hired. Um, I said, like, all right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go do this for a couple of years, make a couple of dollars because the actuaries make more than teachers. I'll save some money and then I'll go back and teach. And then yeah. you start going through, you know, the job and you're taking all these tests. And, you know, I just never stopped. Uh-huh. And then if I didn't do that, the other thing I was said was I wanted to work at ESPN. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's a dream of mine. That's a dream. Pretty cool. Would you? What sport would you cover? Football. Uh, I don't know. Soccer. I would. Yeah. I think I like oh yeah. Soccer. All right. Very well. That's ending this on a great note. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, some great answers, and uh, I'm sure we got some good stories to tell. Um, one you touched on was this whole Geneva thing, which I'm really interested to hear more about. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to a future day with you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, boys. Of course. See you soon. Bye.